Xgrowth has helped B2B tech companies design campaigns that open doors in their strategic target accounts, roll out targeted ABM programs, scale ABM programs, and select the right tool and tech stack for a successful ABM initiative. These are all things Xgrowth has helped their clients with. If you're interested to learn how Xgrowth can help your firm's ABM program, check out Xgrowth at xgrowth.com.au. That's xgrowth.com.au and chat with the APAC ABM agency. What's up, marketers, and welcome to another episode of the Growth Colony Podcast. I'm Liza from Xgrowth to tell you that each episode we bring in B2B leaders to chat about how you can achieve those everyday wins in the marketing world. Whether you're new to the B2B game, working at a leadership level, or even just showing some interest, we know you'll love the episode. So grab a drink, get comfy, and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Growth Colony. This is Shaheen Hoda from X Growth. Now, this episode is going to be a little bit different than what we previously have done. I got Vinny Romano, uh, the CMO of, uh, of MySocial.ai and the founder on the podcast. And we don't have any questions for this podcast. Okay, there's no, no questions. Absolutely. And, uh, and, and, and Vinny's come on. Vinny has a tremendous amount of experience from running agencies, working with large tech companies, and also in the space of social selling. So uh, so I'm really excited to have a conversation. We think the conversation is going to be mainly hovering around ABM and social selling. That's uh, that's the that's the idea. But this is a slightly new new theme that we're testing out. OK, uh, a little bit of a, a little bit more conversational and, and a little bit of uh, a little bit more divergence as we uh, as we go through this. But uh, but Vinny, thanks a lot for uh, for coming on the podcast. Where are you at today, man? I'm in the Gold Coast. Thanks, Shaheen. Yeah, thanks for inviting me onto this uh, this new this new way of uh, doing your podcast. It's uh, we could call this a fireside chat, no? I guess. I guess it's it's um you know <laughs> it, it, we've never done it, but I I really enjoy when I when I hear other podcasts when it's more of a conversation and uh, and 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 both people kind of bring stuff to the table. And it's hard to do that. Not everybody can do it. Uh, in terms of uh, from from the guest perspective, and it is a, I find it a little bit more not challenging, but um, but a little bit different, a little bit different. Mm. But um, mm. but let's let's dive in. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll shoot a question first. I know I know your background is in brand as well. We've had this yes. conversation before. Mm. Where is it that do we do you see? This is, a, this is a question that actually we, we spoke about previously. Is personal branding going to replace company branding? What do you think about that? Yeah, we were having that conversation. I think what w- the conversation we were having was around if, if a company that invested 100% of its budget into branding of the company versus a company that invested 100% of their budget into branding of the individuals what would happen i think that was the i think that was the question that was posed and we were just sort of riffing off that and i think there's a lot of nuances in there right there's no there's no magic bullet there's no sort of uh correct answer other than i think that no company would ever 
just invest their entire marketing budget into the raising of the profiles of their people because people, you know, ultimately can leave. And then there's no brand equity in the name of the actual brand and you're not investing in the brand itself. So I think I'm, I think I'm sort of in, in that space where I don't think it would work if it all went into invest, if it was all invested into the individuals within your organization. But then that poses the question of, well, what happens if a portion of the budget goes into professional branding? Because I get reminded of a quote that Richard Branson himself has said, which was, train employees so well that they can leave, treat employees so good that they want to stay. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? I mean, but if you think about, if you think about it through that lens and you go, okay, well, 80% of the budget that we have set aside for branding, right, and investing into our company brand, 80% of it goes into the brand and 20% of it goes into uh, some opted-in participants within our organization, people that we, that we feel comfortable investing in their brand. And the benefits of that are not only that you start to position your, your people as industry leaders I want to be careful with the word thought leader because I, I feel like that the word thought leader is just becoming LinkedIn's version of or the professional platform's version of, you know, Instagram's influencer. So industry leader, if you can invest 20% of your branding budget into a certain subset of individuals and turn them into industry leaders, we know that 53% of people trust a regular employee over and above company messaging. But we know it's something more like 68% trust a subject matter expert over and above company messaging. And aren't we all out here trying to find ways of building trust with customers, with people that you want to recruit in case someone leaves? We're all out here trying to build trust. And how are you going to do that if we know that more people trust people over and above company messaging? And if you're not investing in your people, to raise their brand, that's where the question is for me. Yeah, good point, good point. I was going to refer back to Richard Branson's point, which was train employees so well that they can leave, but treat employees so good that they want to stay. Now, if we take the second half of that sentence, and you know, let's, let's not beat around the bush here, Richard, Richard Branson is very good at this, right? Is very good at mm. treating, treating, his, treating his staff so good that they want to stay. Imagine if you took that second half of that quote, you invested in that subset of individuals within your organization, and you raise their professional brand to the point where if they, if they, that they get approached for other job opportunities, but you've invested in their brand so much and that you, that you continue to invest in their brand, that, that, will, that those opportunities will continue to come. But there are other opportunities that come with that. There is more inbound opportunities, more inbound sales opportunities, investment opportunities. People will be seeing your people as those subject matter experts in their field and by association will attract more customers to the organization. I don't know. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a foolproof plan. It's hard. It's hard. Man, yeah. and it's, it's, you know, they're going to get a lot more offers, right? And it's challenging, you know, because... Mm. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's money that you're putting in, right? And it's like, hey, is that money going into 
how much of that is going into kind of retaining staff, how much money, how much resources is going on the training, right? Can we do industry level or even above industry level salaries, right? Mm. Because we're spending a lot more on training and, uh, and, and the, the logic is, Hey, it all will work out, right? It will, you, you're spending in there and therefore, you know, you get more business or, or, you know, more resources and therefore you can increase the salaries and right. But sometimes I also feel like that would take a while um, to but, get to that point. But, but I think I think organizations have to be okay with the fact that if they invest in their people, if they invest in their people and position them as industry leaders, you're going to build trust by association for the brand at which they're associated with. If that person then leaves and goes to another company and that company isn't investing in that individual's professional brand, that person's slowly going to fade, fade away in terms of not being kept, kept top of mind more often. And so that organization that pulls them away, if they're not investing in that individual to continue their professional brand, then ultimately both parties lose out, or all three parties lose out. Good but point. if the individual understands the investment that's being made into them and the organization understands that that person will get opportunities to leave because of the money that's because of the investment that's going into their professional brand, the organization has to kind of toe the line and be okay with that. Again, back to the point, train employees so well that they can that they can leave, but treat employees so good that they want to stay. And it's not just the professional branding piece that they that, that you know that I would recommend that they only do. You know, there's other elements to that in, in terms of keeping them happy to to want to stay. Do you know Chris Walker of Refine Labs? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he he constant he's one of the people that I that I've followed for many years and 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 got, hold him in very high regard never managed to have a conversation with the guy but I love his stuff I love the content that he creates but it's all underpinned by this by this mentality of building a building a brand of people to build the next chief marketing officers of the future by allowing them to raise their profile so he is a perfect example of an organization that invests in his people's professional brands. And he lives by that same, I don't know if he's a Richard Branson fan or if he knows the quote, I'm sure he does. But he's a great example of training employees so well that they can leave, treat employees so good that they want to stay. And by setting them up, if they do leave, they'll always hold him in high regard. A good point. It's a good point. I want to get your thoughts on Twitter slash X. Is that relevant I here? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know if I have an opinion. Uh, I don't. Oh, oh, I, oh I, no. Like for social selling, right? Like, is that, is that relevant for, for the space that we're in? Or you're like, yeah, don't worry look, about it, man. Yeah. What, look, when it, when it comes to, when it, if, if we're talking about Twitter, when it was Twitter, cause I, I have just completely stopped following. If I'm completely honest, I never really followed. I, I never really had a Twitter account. I never really understood how it would benefit anything other than the, 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 the thought that I had at the time that it was just a shouting match and a ranting platform of people, you know, who were famous, that weren't famous, that had large followings, small followings, that just went on and, and, and had a shout about things. And, and that, that never really aligned to what it was that I wanted to do. So I just stayed away from it. So don't worry about it. Don't worry about X. I, 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 just, I, just, I just see it. I mean, I, I don't know what the difference is. I don't know what the difference between Twitter and X Oh, as is. in, I mean, you know, what, what, I, what I was really trying to ask is, 
con considering in, in, in the social selling circles, right? Do yeah. I need to, mm. considering I'm in the APAC region, if somebody's asking that question, do I need to kind of think about that or think you about know, I, I think I think who would be better answering that question, and this is where my co-founder Wayne O'Brien with my social, he and I somewhat differ, is that he's a big fan of what Twitter was. I'm not saying I'm I'm not saying I am I am not a fan. I'm just saying that I never really I never really aligned to it. I would be the wrong person to ask about whether Twitter is something that you should focus on within social selling. My my response my quick response is personally I wouldn't bother. And that's because quite simply the environment that I feel that Twitter or now X sets itself. The great thing about LinkedIn is that LinkedIn sets an environment which is safe. I was gonna say and the same trusted. Thing. Yeah, same words. It's, it's safe and trusted. There's little the zero to little hate speech bullying, although you do still hear stories about creepy men hitting on women on LinkedIn, which I, I think is disgusting. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be doing that. But that comes down to the quality of the, that comes down to the quality of the human being that, that, that male. But, but it's definitely is. not as public, right? It's not as public as like TikTok or, or even Twitter. Uh, yeah. It's it is uh, yeah. mainly in, in DMs and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And, you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to stand here and 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 start getting into into that whole conversation because I think it's you know I think it's disgusting that 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 happens at all. But it really just does come down to the quality of the human being that's that's doing it. And uh, is it ever going to be able to be stopped? I mean, no. You'd have to do a mass exodus of the human race and and control it in in, in a certain way. Got to go there all Thanos are, on them. Yeah, you got to go all Thanos on them. But I, I do think that between, you know, putting that aside, which, you know, I don't want to make it a smaller topic than, than, with, than what it actually is. But to put that piece aside, to, co to compare LinkedIn versus Twitter from a social selling perspective, it's a different environment. People arrive at LinkedIn with an intent-driven mindset. People arrive at LinkedIn to either contribute or consume to the wider body of public knowledge. People don't go to Twitter for that. People don't go to Facebook for that. People don't go to TikTok for that. People go to LinkedIn with an intent-driven mindset. And for that reason and that reason alone, that's the platform that you should be investing in building your network and, and building trust with that network on a consistent, authentic, and relevant basis. Boom. You have started to roll out your ABM strategy but you're starting to hit some roadblocks. You're finding everything extremely time-consuming and complicated. The technology landscape is baffling. Deployment support in your organization is non-existent. And to top things off, the sales team has no interest in participating. You know ABM can work for your business, but you're in desperate need of a push in the right direction. Chat to the APAC ABM experts at Xgrowth for a free consultation to help get you on the right track. For more information, check out xgrowth.com.au that's xgrowth.com.au and get back on track today i have i have a couple of rapid fire questions before we wrap up uh i, th sure. I think this this is great this is great especially from from the social selling perspective do you do you do you any do you have any recommendations for anyone who is thinking about social selling is thinking about kind of diving deeper into this about 
man, what should I read? Is there any content, books, e you know, podcasts, articles, things that people should uh, should consume to um, to kind of broaden their understanding of this? Anything comes to mind? Follow Steve Watt from Seismic on LinkedIn. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He's been on the big podcast. Of, yeah, no, big fan of his. I'm connected with Steve. The the content that he puts out is is so aligned with what it is that I'm doing with my social, what Wayne and I are doing with my social. But the resource in general, I would say LinkedIn. You know, I was a content marketing agency partner back in 2016 to 2019 with LinkedIn. And we were using the power of the platform to raise the profiles of clients, C-suites in the enterprise tech and financial services industries, but not ourselves. And when I saw how powerful it was, I had to start doing it myself. I studied the platform like mad. And now not only have I built a product to supplement individuals' LinkedIn growth, I now also consult as to how people can do it themselves. And not only that, people come to me, right? So high quality conversations, opportunities, speaking gigs, et cetera. I feel like I've leveled up in life as a result. So if there's one recommendation of a resource, I would recommend LinkedIn as a platform. Awesome. Vinny, if people want to know more, where can mm -hmm. they find you? Uh, on LinkedIn. <laughs> find me on LinkedIn. Give, it, give us a URL as well for, for my social. How, how can they how can they kind of know more about like what my social does and all that stuff? Mysocial.ai. Got it. We'll put it in the links. Check it 20 out. Less than 20 bucks a month. Curate, create, and schedule content for your personal LinkedIn profile whether you're an individual as part of a team. Fantastic. Fantastic. Vinny, this has been great. And to everyone who's listening, if you like this kind of conversations, let us know. I'm, I'm very keen to hear of uh, this is a little bit less structured than what we usually do. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to hear if this is something that we should do more often. We should, we should stop doing it immediately or somewhere in between. Let us know. And, uh, and, and I'm looking forward to hearing from you. But on that note, Vinny, Really appreciate coming on the podcast, man. Really enjoyed the conversation as always. And uh, Thanks, looking Shane. forward to more. You too. Cheers. Today's episode of Growth Colony was produced by Alexander Hipwell and Liza Maywald. It was edited by Dave Semedo with additional editing by Liza Maywald and music arrangement by Alexander and Liza. Special thanks to Tina Wabe. We couldn't make the show without you. Growth Colony is hosted by Shaheen Hoda, Director of Growth at Xgrowth. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Do you think you'd be a great guest or just keen for a chat? Send through an email at podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's podcast at xgrowth.com.au. That's all for now. We'll catch you next week right here on Growth Colony.